Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hello again, everyone. Glad you are here with us for the Team Engagement Podcast. We appreciate your participation. I'm very excited to welcome our guest today. This is Ryan William, and he is the owner of Walk, Train, and Poop. So I want to hear a little bit more about that. Do we need to correct that? Train, walk, poop. Train walk poop. Okay, let's make sure we get that right. All right. Well, Ryan, tell us what it is that you're working on. Yeah, the name says it all. We uh, do dog training, boarding, and daycare. We pride ourselves in teaching dogs to be well-behaved on and off leash. And our whole mission is to make sure you can enjoy life with your dog anywhere you want to go. That's awesome. I like it. All right. I'm a dog lover myself. I do not have a dog, but I love dogs and I love what they do with humans and how they can help us. So I think that's fantastic that you're helping them with that. All right, well, let's get started with our questions. Now, Ryan, as a business owner, it's obvious that uh, sometimes we have to make some decisions in the business. How does a business owner know when is the right time to pivot? Yeah, so what's worked for me is when I have a service that is kind of just treading water or I'm working really hard just to maintain the same amount of revenue, um, It's that's one warning sign. And then oftentimes... I'll have another service that customers are constantly asking about that either I don't offer or I do offer, but it's just growing without me putting any attention into it. Mm -hmm. That's how I've known that like, okay, the market is shifting. It's time to focus on this other revenue stream. That's great. So for you, it's kind of a, of a market evaluation of sorts, listening to your clients and your customers and seeing what they need, what they're looking for, and then adapting as, as, as needed. I think that's fantastic. It's a great way to help business leaders know what's out there. We get business leaders, of course, that get a little bit stuck in their ways. And sometimes over time, whatever product or service they're offering becomes a little bit outdated or someone else is doing it a little bit more effectively. So I like that you're listening carefully to your customers. I think that's fantastic. All right, question number two. Ryan, share with the audience one of your company's core values and how that value helps you make business decisions. Yeah, so my favorite one is no jerks allowed. So I stole that actually from Mike Michalowicz. He's my favorite business author. If you've heard of Profit First, Clockwork. Yes. He's got a lot of books. So I stole that one from him. Um, we don't deal with customers or jerks. I make sure my employees know that, you know, if customers are disrespectful, I will fire the customers. Super rare, but it, it makes them feel good to know that's there. And, and I feel good knowing that, Hey, there's certain certain people that I would just rather not even have their money. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's a really good example of how that makes decisions, and it can be tough sometimes to have to say goodbye to a customer. But you're right; if that's not something you want to deal with, you shouldn't have to deal with it. I like that. All right, question number three: What's one tip that you have for business owners when they're needing to find and then hire talent? Yeah, the the best thing that we've changed over the years was to do working interviews. So we have them actually, so for us, we actually interview them for five, 10 minutes in person, asking questions, kind of normal interview. And then we take them back and have them join our, our social class. Uh, we'll also um, have them one-on-one -on -one with the dog we're working on. The main reason is so that other staff members can give us feedback about them to make sure it's a cultural fit, Every, you know, more eyes on them, uh, we'll catch red flags easier, I think. And what I like even more than that is we get a chance to see if they're coachable. So we can say, okay, here's the exercise we're training this dog on. I'll demo it and then I'll have them do it, something simple. And then if I have to correct something, how do they handle that? Are they 
you know, flustered or we've even had people say like, oh, that's not how I teach that. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we want you to teach it this way. <laughs> and how do they adapt to that and show us how coachable they are? Because that's that's huge. That's a that's a great example, Ryan. I love that you are hiring to culture is the phrase that, that I use, that you're asking them to step in and see if they're a good fit, not just skill set wise, but they fit within the team and that they work with, in your case, the, the animals, the, the dogs really well. And that they're coachable because you can't always get that out of a job interview. You can ask somebody, are you, con- are you, con- do you consider yourself coachable? And of course they're going to say yes, but you're actually putting them into a situation right. where you get to test that theory a little bit. I love that. I think that's great. It's helped us catch some people that were great on paper and they, and, and great in the, in the regular interview. Like they just had all the perfect questions. They seem great. And then you get them in front of a dog and, and ask them to, uh, take some coaching and you're like, yeah, okay, this is not quite the fit. Not, not what we thought. Yeah. Yeah. That does happen. And so that's why I love what you do. I think that's great. All right. Question number four, how do you identify and develop strengths within your company? So what's worked really well for us is to ask customers what they say we do well. And when they tell us what they really appreciate about us, we double down on that. So in our case, they said, hey, we, I love how much you know. I feel like you know my dog better than anybody else and you communicate well with me. And so we go, oh, that's what you value the most. And so we're going to actually do even more of that to make sure they're getting, because they're kind of telling you why they pay you. Right. And, and it's not the only reason, but it seems to be the most common reason. So we, we again, we double down on that. I love that. Yeah, that's a great example. I, I love that you are listening to your customers. You're really good at that, Ryan. I can tell as, as you, we've been having this dialogue here, you listen to your customers. And I really respect that because it's important to do that, especially in your kind of business, but in any kind of a service-based industry or business, you have to listen to your clients. You have to listen to your customers because if you don't, it's, it's not going not, not gonna to go too well. But I love that you do that. So great job. All right. Last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Yeah. So as I was thinking about this, I, I, I remembered going to look for my first job. So I grew up in Las Vegas, middle Thanks. of the summer. I was 15 years old and I really was tired of not having money. So I went to go look for a job. I was riding my bike all over Vegas, applying at all these different stores, just trying to get any kind of work. I spent so many hours and no one called me. No one wanted to hire me. And it was super frustrating. And then I remembered well, I, I read the fine print on the application and it says, you know, you have to be 15 and a half. And I remember I afterwards, I was like, I think my dad told me I was going to struggle getting a job because of my age, but I didn't realize it was, you know, like a law. I just thought, no, I can win somebody over. I'll get a job. And so that was my first experience. And I hate that law to this day. I wanted to work so <laughs> I couldn't get any anybody to even give me a call back. So. Oh goodness. Yeah. That's a tough situation because I, I tend to agree with you that I'd like to see if there's a young person that wants to go work, let yeah. them work. You know, we, I respect child labor laws. We definitely need to have some of that in place as well, but I've had some really cool experiences as I've done been doing this podcast. When I asked that question to hear of how some people say they flat out lied. They say, yeah, I was 13, but I said I was 16. Yeah. Oh, really? They were, yeah, they, they would just, you know, and I, I can't say as I advocate for that, but that's how determined they were. They're like, I wanted to work. I wanted to work. I didn't want to just sit around at home all day. I wanted to earn my own money, be my own person, have some independence. So it's like, well, yeah. good for them for doing you know, what they need. got to be a way to to do it safely, you know, where it's not right. taking over his life, but they can still 
be yeah exactly hopefully we can figure it out so let's write our congress representatives there and see yeah. what we can figure out to get that changed well ryan thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast today how can people find you trainwalkpoop.com or at trainwalkpoop on instagram is the most popular ways people get in contact with us fantastic very good all right and thanks again to everybody for joining us on the podcast thanks so much for joining us and have a great day this is sean richards with the team engagement podcast where leaders of teams share their insights For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving? Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.